What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to the Rams Showcase. Tonight, some special guests invade the sheriff station. Plus, what those other three dweebs are up to. And later, Super Bowl 56 is here. We preview Rams versus Bengals in the big one. Next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back into Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio on the fan side of network. I am your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Becks. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. Bunch of cool stuff to get into. The very obvious, which would be our Super Bowl preview. We've been waiting all season for this, and we finally get here. We are finally here. We are, as date of recording, we are just Jordan Fuller days away from kicking off Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium against the Cincinnati Bengals. We will preview that game. We got some stuff to get into first, though. First and foremost, guys, we do have uh, a giveaway to, to knock out again. Uh, we'll, we'll do a pre-recorded interview for you guys, so that will unfortunately only be for the YouTube audience. Uh, so if you guys are, are interested in this and, and watching watching that, it's it's amazing stuff. It's, it's some high-quality content here. Loving Living Local, the host there from uh, Fox 21, they invaded the sheriff station, and we had a good time stumping them on some uh, Rams-related content. So it was good stuff, man. Really fun, uh, great great people. Absolutely amazing people. It was such a pleasure to have them in in the sheriff station. Guests number two and three, officially, as far as in-person guests. You guys saw Jackson earlier, who actually, he works at the same place. This is becoming a trend. Fox 21 has taken over the sheriff station just over and over and over again, which is cool stuff. Some great people over there. But uh, we'll get into that. Let's go ahead and get this giveaway going. And... Uh, I wanted to let you guys know as well, if you guys are only hearing the audio version of me right now, then head over to the YouTube channel, just search Ram Showcase on, on YouTube, and then you can watch the show there as well. We also break the show into different clips on YouTube, which would be just the game preview. You can get just this uh, Loving Living Local interview if you guys want that. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of break it up there, and we do that all season long. It, not only all season long, all year long. We get This is an off-season show as well, guys, so it's some good stuff. But if you guys are watching me on YouTube, feel free to check me out on the fan side of network that's ramblinfan.com any page that involves the rams there you can watch me or listen to me excuse me uh, uh do the show there and also itunes iHeartRadio, spotify everywhere you guys listen to uh to your favorite podcast you can listen to myself let's go ahead and give this giveaway though uh last week we did have uh we did not have a winner last week actually but we did have a winner on the on the pregame live which we will be doing again this time i don't know exactly what time so just keep your eyeballs open on that i'll, I'll post about it as well on social media uh, about when that 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 will be taking place because I will be a little bit earlier. Uh, I usually end them right about like 15 minutes before kickoff, but this one's going to be a little bit earlier. We are, you know, first and foremost, guys. I am a Rams fan, and I'm going I'm going to try to enjoy my day just like all of you guys will as well. But I do want to get that in for you guys, so we'll be doing that. But uh, we had a winner for the score prediction there. They did not reach out to me in time, so they have four 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 fought. Is that what is the past tense of that? <laughs> 
they didn't win. Okay, they did. They did not choose to to claim their prize, so it is over. But. Um, we will be doing another one of those guys, and these prize packs are awesome. I will go ahead and put up one from the, I believe it was the, you know, I, I think it was the Bucks one actually. As far as the the winner, I'll show you guys the 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 prize pack that was sent out by uh, by All Pro Sports there. But uh, for this one, guys, we have another prize pack courtesy of Shots Customs. Clipped out a little bit there. That was bad news. All right. But uh, courtesy of Shaw's Customs, we'll be giving away this one as well. Another prize pack. I've had some... Str if you guys win this, will you guys please just reach out to me? It's been, I feel like it's been a long time since somebody's claimed their prize. You all not want these? You all just know, don't care? You all want some prizes or what, yo? Because uh, I, we are doing the, the giveaway... The, the winner of winners giveaway next week, by the way. So keep your eyeballs open. Your eye... Your eye holes and your ear balls open on that one uh, because we will be post or we will be doing that one on the the Super Bowl recap show. Uh, so winner of winners, everybody who's won this year through the Shaw's Customs giveaways, we will be doing a big old giveaway for you guys. So let's go ahead. This one, let's see, I've got like four in my hand right now. Uh, let's wiggle them down. This one here. This is gonna be y'all winner, and. I am proud to announce that the winner of this Shaw's Customs giveaway is Edwin Gonzalez. Way to go, Edwin. I think that's uh, uh, it's at least two for Edwin. So I, I have no rules on that right now unless it gets outrageous of somebody just winning every single time. Then we'll instate some rules on that one. Uh, but for this one, guys, I just need the same exact thing. We'll be doing another one of these. Uh, so uh, Edwin, reach out to me before the Super Bowl kicks off, all right? And trust me, it's going to be a bananas day, so please reach out, all right? And if you guys have reached out and I have not confirmed with you or you have not received your your winnings, make sure you guys reach out again and just get my attention because uh, if, if I can see that you guys did send the message by the time that I told you that you needed to send the message, I will honor that and we will get you that prize pack sent out from Shaw's Customs, all right? So this one, again, guys, just give it give it to me, man. Just get me... get. get Get the excitement going. I need a go Rams. I need a mob squad. I need a Rams house. I, I I need a horns up. Whatever you guys got for me, you guys are in the giveaway, all right? But I need you guys to reach out to me, okay? Because I feel like I'm not giving anything away. I'm giving, trying to give stuff away. I'm trying to give you guys cool Rams stuff, okay? Will you let me give you stuff? Help me help you, okay? <laughs> all right. Uh, so, Edwin, congratulations, man. Super cool to see you guys winning, uh, or to see you winning again. That's awesome stuff. We will continue these. I, I don't know exactly what we'll do, but also, guys, keep your eyes open. We will be starting merch extremely soon. That is the plan. Uh, we are getting the wheels in motion for that. I'm just trying. Schedules are so difficult to match up. And now I do this, and I have two jobs. So <laughs> it's, it's bananas all the time. But we'll be getting that going, guys. But uh, I want to kind of intro this one. This one, uh, this this interview that I ha had here, just some guests that I had in on the sheriff station. This is Nava and Kenny from Loving Living Local, a live show uh, Monday through Friday on Fox 21. That is in Colorado Springs. Uh, but they are awesome. They do a lot, a lot of local stuff. It's loving living local, so that's that's pretty natural, right? But uh, that is from they are from Fox Twenty One. Some incredible people as well, and we has we had a, a really good time. So uh, the the full version of the the interview will be a separate video, but I will get a good chunk of it for you guys right here. For you audio listeners, we will be back on the other side with some news. But for you guys watching this interview on YouTube, then uh, after this is over, then we will be back with the news. So enjoy loving living local. This is Nava and Kenny joining me at the sheriff station.
Welcome back in Rams fans. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. Let's go ahead and get into some news here. I wanted to start with the rest of the West, what those other three dweebs are up to. We'll start with uh, the reason I even wanted to go into this, because I know we're talking about the Super Bowl coming up here this weekend, but I wanted to talk about this one because it, it's come to my attention that the LA Rams might be the only team in the NFC West returning their starting quarterback. So could that be the case? Could the Rams be the only team in the NFC West to to have their starting quarterback from the 2021 season returning in 2022? The short answer is no. The slightly longer answer is that uh, we know that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to leave the 49ers. We don't know where he's going to go yet, but he has already said goodbye to the fan base, and it does look like the Trey Lance era will be starting out in San Francisco, the team that the, uh, the Rams did defeat in the NFC Championship game. In Arizona, there's a lot of question marks around the quarterback position right now, but I think it's a little bit unnecessary because Kyler Murray, uh, of course, we know we've seen this week that that he's scrubbed the Arizona Cardinals from his Instagram. He's he's removed all the pictures. He unfollowed the Cardinals on Instagram, which is such a a modern thing to do. This is something that's brand new to the to the world of sports. That this is something that makes news, but ultimately, guys, it does feel like that is a move to get a new contract for Kyler Murray. It doesn't feel like that's him asking for his way out. We've seen that before with the Arizona Cardinals, that some guys have have used this exact tactic before uh, to, to get out of the, the Arizona Cardinals with, who was that, Malcolm Butler did that. But then also we've seen it with guys to get a new contract with the Arizona Cardinals. So I, it kind of feels like that's the way it's going to go uh, for this one, especially with Cliff Kingsbury returning. He and Kyler Murray are kind of a duo, and so it does appear that he will be hanging out. But it's just kind of, it's it's odd news that we can see that uh, unfollowing a team on Instagram is 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 cause for panic in some fans thinking that they will be out and then with the Seattle Seahawks it does look like Russell Wilson will be sticking around for one more year as Pete Carroll will return as the head coach but it does kind of also feel like he's he's wrapping up his time in Seattle it it doesn't know nobody really knows if he's going to be there long term but it kind of feels like they maybe have one more year kind of a run it back kind of situation but what are they really running back they were last place in the division and uh, it kind of just feels like the, the 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 league is passing Pete Carroll by and he's not adjusting to to the modernness of this current NFL. So it 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 seems like that team is kind of just sticking it out for one more year and probably trying to recoup some first round picks that they don't have right now and we'll be kind of just you know, we'll see what Russ's Russ's future looks like after that, but Ultimately, uh, the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks will likely be the fourth place team again. We actually talked about this on the NFC West Roundtable. If you guys missed that, it was hosted right here on the Rams Showcase YouTube channel. We did that one on Tuesday, and I asked Steezy about Russ. I asked I asked Mike, the AZ sports fan, about Kyler, and we definitely talked to CG about Jimmy Garoppolo. So if you guys are interested in that, we also gave our Super Bowl predictions. We did score predictions as well. So uh, that is right here on the, the Ram Showcase YouTube channel, like I had mentioned. So it is easy to find. It's, it's probably a suggested video off to your right, right now. So after this is over, you guys can head over there and check that out as well. Super Bowl predictions, like I said, it's awesome stuff. Let's go ahead and move on here. Let's go to the poll results. We had a poll. We had two polls actually this last week on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel in the community tab. Thank you to everybody who was participating in that one. But I, I had some questions for you guys, and and you guys, I mean, came through with some some answers here. And and I I don't know if I fully agreed with every answer, but that's why the poll was up. I needed your guys' voice, not just mine. Okay, so 
The first one was, who is responsible for the Rams' improvements on defense? Is it just the roster playing well? Did Raheem Morris turn some kind of corner? Or is Eric Weddle really that smart in, a, in an addition to the defense in the secondary? Is he getting people lined up in the right spots? So, out of 111 votes that I had from you guys, uh, Eric Weddle be, just getting people lined up and being that leader that this team really needed, that was last place, all right? So that was 16% of you guys said that. Uh, so not a lot of people uh, are in agreement with me, which is what my answer was, actually, that Eric Weddle coming in, he's getting people lined up. His ability to communicate with some of the other players in that secondary, especially like Jalen Ramsey, who they kind of have a history, they were able to kind of to, to communicate really well. So Eric Weddle, that was my vote. Nobody said that except for, I mean, 16%. So just a couple people. And Raheem Morris turning a corner. It doesn't seem like too many people were on that. That was in the lead early. And then it kind of just got got lost because uh, Raheem Morris, we know everybody here, if you guys have been with me all season, I've been very critical of Raheem Morris and his ability to call this defense. I just think he's very soft in his calls. And it just doesn't really go with the whole vibe of the LA Rams. This team is aggressive, flashy, obnoxious. We had We had that conversation. We talked about it. And then most of you guys are just saying this roster is playing strong. We have superstars on this team, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, but also the depth of this defense is playing some really good ball right now. Of course, the additions of Von Miller. We got Leonard Floyd on the outside as well. But Nick Scott, you know, uh, Traven Howard, these guys at the bottom of the roster who are being forced to play right now, just performing really well. And that's what the most of you guys said. 50% voted that the roster is just playing really good ball right now. Giving up an average of just 54 rushing yards a game throughout the the playoffs. So that's, I mean, obviously a massive improvement over what the Rams did in the regular season, which was still good, but that's a huge improvement. And if we were in regular season numbers right now, I mean, 54 yards a game on defense given up is easily first place. By like 40 yards, it's first place. My other poll here for you guys was... Uh, uh, who is the best storyline heading into the Super Bowl? And we'll actually give you guys my top 10 storylines. Uh, that'll be in the game preview on the back end of the show here. But uh, I asked you guys, who is the best storyline? We had Andrew Whitworth, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, Eric Weddle. And then we did a like a split, linebacker Von Miller and wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. They came in at the same time. Their first game was that Monday night football game against the 49ers uh, about midseason. But overwhelmingly, you guys said Matthew Stafford. 74% out of 141 votes said Matthew Stafford is the number one story. Eric Weddle did not get any love in this one. 2% votes on him. So not a whole lot of people thinking that Eric Weddle's story of just coming in for the play playoff run that that was that that was a, a big huge storyline and, and awesome for Eric Whittle I, I don't know what the hate is on on the beard but that's that's enough of the beard uh but my personal vote I'm going Andrew Whitworth his ability uh, like what he's been able to do for this Rams team and be that leader has been invaluable to this offense and what he's been able to do just anchoring down that left tackle spot and not only is has he been here for five years now just holding it down this is his second Super Bowl as a Los Angeles Ram but he also has a chance now at an old age, at 40, he's basically, you know, in football years, he's like 95. So uh, him going into this Super Bowl, he's playing a home Super Bowl. It's in Los Angeles, and he's going against his former team, a team that he played with for 11 seasons in the Cincinnati Bengals. If he can pull off this win and then basically retire on stage, I don't know how it gets better than that. I definitely respect the Matthew Stafford angle. Uh, I mean, obviously, his story is amazing. He's already... Now, he played, what is it, 11 year, 12 years in Detroit, and he was 0-3 in the playoffs. He's already 500 in the playoffs and has a chance to go above that in this next game, Super Bowl Sunday on February 13th. It's going to be some awesome stuff. But, hey, Stafford, I mean, you can't really go against that one. But also, I got to give it to Aaron Donald as well. Aaron Donald and Andrew Worth, 9% of the votes. 
Aaron Donald, though, there's only one thing that he is missing on his Hall of Fame career checklist, and that is a little check in the box next to Super Bowl champion, and he has a chance to do it this week. One more win for Aaron Donald, and he solidifies himself as a Hall of Famer. I think he already has, even at 30 years old, but uh, to to get that last little check mark there, I think is uh, something that we cannot really pass up, and Obviously, for Aaron Donald, somebody who absolutely deserves to to have a Super Bowl on his resume. Uh, Moving on here with just uh, real quick, I wanted to let you guys know that uh, cornerback Jalen Ramsey was fined $15,000 for his unsportsmanlike conduct when he got into that argument with the 49ers kicker, Robbie Gold. And I don't know what Gold was thinking getting into Jalen Ramsey's face, but hey, I wasn't there. I don't know what was said. I don't know who started it or anything. Uh, But what... What kind of surprised me about Jalen Ramsey getting fined $15,000 for that interaction when there was no contact even made was the fact that 49ers linebacker Fred Warner was not fined for his his after-the-play, late-hit, helmet-to-helmet blast on quarterback Matthew Stafford. It was a dirty hit. It was unnecessary. It, it was out of the play. I don't know how it wasn't flagged. I don't know how it wasn't fined. We all saw it. It was helmet to helmet. It was a dirty hit. Uh, the The respect levels for some of these linebackers for the 49ers, I know, drops every week with us Rams fans, especially the way that we watch these games. And, and we kind of are a little bit protective of our squad. You know what I mean? So, uh, But it's unfortunate to see Fred Warner not get any repercussions from that. I don't think that that was really necessary. But Jalen Ramsey did get his fine, $15,000 for unsportsmanlike conduct. That is going to do it for the news. And... And guys, we just could take one quick break here. We got a, a special word from Shaw's Customs, but this is it, guys. On the other side, we've got the Super Bowl preview. Los Angeles Rams, Cincinnati Bengals, Super Bowl 56. Don't move. Welcome back into Rams Showcase. Rams fans, I am Sheriff Joe Bags. Make sure you guys check out Shaw's Customs. It will be in a link in the description below. No matter where you can hear me, whether it's just the audio version or if you are on YouTube, there will be a link to Shaw's Customs in the description below. Check out the stuff. Don't take my word for it. Go see it for yourself. That's the way to do it. Let's get into this game preview. We have Super Bowl 56 hour. Los Angeles Rams taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Game kicks off at 3.30 Pacific time on NBC. This is going to be some great stuff, guys. Uh, The second time I've been able to do a game preview here at Rams Showcase, which is unbelievable. This is a lot more fun than it used to be when the Rams were winning like a couple games a year. We get like two dubs, you know? This is way more fun than that. For this game, though, we will see the ref is going to be Ron Torbert. And uh, the Rams all-time with Torbert are 6-5. and five. The most recent time we've seen Torbert uh, ref a Rams game, Thursday Night Football this season, Week 5 against the Seattle Seahawks. Rams did win that game. And he was also the ref for the divisional round last season when the Rams lost to the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs. And then the Cincinnati Bengals also with six wins with Torbert as their ref, but three losses. Let's see, uh, for some injuries in this one, we do have a couple of updates for you guys. Uh, most These teams are pretty healthy, though. Most guys are playing. And on the Bengals' side, it does look like tight end CJ Uzoma will be playing in this one. He, he like, dramatically shed his knee brace during the the Super Bowl rally. 
and made a whole spectacle of it. But, hey, that's cool. We want to see these teams at their best no matter what. So, uh, you know, CJ playing in this one, that's, that's big news for the Cincinnati Bengals, and we definitely want to see that. So we'll see who is covering him up. Looks like it will probably be guys like Traven Howard and Troy Reader in the middle at the linebacker spot for the L.A. Rams. Defensive lineman Sebastian Joseph Day, cornerback Robert Rochelle, and running back Daryl Henderson all might be returning in this one. As far as active goes, I'm not sure we'll see any of them active, unfortunately, even though there will be reportedly healthy enough to play in this one we are kind of keeping some eyes open as well on people like Taylor Rapp who have not played but it does look like he's going to be back to uh, ready to go I'm still a little concerned there though there's still some question marks regarding Taylor Rapp because he did miss four games with a concussion and I, I myself I've never seen that I've never seen a player miss four games with a concussion that seems like quite a bit so I, I'm hoping it's not like a long-term thing that, that he's not going to have any any issues moving forward, you know what I mean? So uh, it does look like he could play in this one. I don't know what that would mean for the safety rotation. We've seen Nick Scott and Eric Weddle playing fine. Eric Weddle led the team in tackles against the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, so I'm not sure we want to see Taylor Rapp just kind of come in and try to knock off those cobwebs in a Super Bowl, you know what I mean? And Nick Scott's been playing unbelievable, one of the better safeties that that um, that we've had uh, throughout the season, he's playing some really good football. And, uh, you know, losing Rap and losing Jordan Fuller, it's very unfortunate. But when you have guys like Eric Weddle, who's coaching his kids and is willing to just come off the couch and come play for the Rams at safety, I mean, that's that's huge. And then you also have Nick Scott, who was drafted by the Rams to be a special teams player. And now he's, you know, playing some really good ball with uh, at the safety spot. So uh, moving on here, we want to get into some storylines here. And these are, I mean, there's storylines for days, guys. If you want to look at some storylines heading into this game, I mean, it's it's deep. All right. And you can go pretty deep on it. And I'm not necessarily even going to dig into the Bengals side of this line, because if you guys want the Bengals content, well, I'm sure there's Bengals podcast. And this is Ram Showcase. So we're going to stick it with the Rams. But uh, we're going to give you the top 10 storylines heading into this game. And feel free to agree, feel free to disagree. Whatever is more accurate for you, I would hate for you to lie to myself, uh, or, and especially yourself. Don't lie to, to you or me, all right? Uh, we'll start here with number 10. This is my number 10 storyline here. Zach Taylor versus Sean McVay. Taylor was one of the very first branches off of the Sean McVay coaching tree. We talked about that a couple years back when he got the job, but... He was in that same cycle with LaFleur with the Green Bay Packers, but I want to say that Taylor was actually hired first, and he became the Cincinnati Bengals head coach from being the Rams quarterback coach, so that's huge. So I, Sean McVay, obviously we know his history with the Rams. He's been here for five years, made the playoffs four out of five years, Super Bowl two out of five years. He's doing a pretty good job. Zach Taylor, though, was just 4-12 and last year, so... His, his improvement has been massive this season. And I know everybody's kind of saying, oh, Bengals are the next, the, the, the next dynasty. But, I mean, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit on that one because this is a team who won six games the previous two years, and now they're in the Super Bowl. We've seen it before where teams can just get good all of a sudden. They've got an awesome quarterback. They've got a good roster. They've got a good coaching staff. But let's see them sustain it because there's been a lot of next dynasty teams that we've seen recently that just... It just hasn't come to fruition, you know what I mean? But Zach Taylor and Sean McVay, I think that the first half of this one is going to be them feeling each other out a little bit. I, I think that both of them aren't 100% sure what the other is going to want to be doing in this one. So I think we're going to see maybe like maybe 13 points in the first half or something like that, and then maybe a takeoff in the third quarter 
once those adjustments come in at halftime. Number nine, we're going to go with the unsung heroes of the postseason. We talked about safety Nick Scott, who's playing awesome this this uh, this playoff run. And to, to have him come in for injuries and then just play the way that he's been playing, I mean, you love to see it. David Long Jr. scored the very first defensive touchdown for the Rams on the season. That came in the wild card round against the Arizona Cardinals. Traven Howard at linebacker. He was hurt most of the year, comes back, and then he's playing great ball. Kendall Blanton, the backup tight end. Tyler Higby goes out in the first quarter in the NFC Championship game, and Blanton just gets it done. Five catches, 57 yards uh, two weeks ago. So uh, you love to see it. You love to see these guys be able to do it. Everybody looks at this this Rams team as this star-studded superstars all over the place, offense and defense. But really, these four guys right here have been a huge part of why the Rams are playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Number eight, I'm going to go ahead and give the nod to safety Eric Weddle. Coming off of the couch and coming in, playing for the Rams at safety and just doing awesome. I mean, he's it's not just what he's doing on the field because we saw him kind of struggle in those first two games, the, the Cardinals game and the Bucks game. But it's what he's doing from a leadership standpoint and what he brings to the locker room. And we've seen his press conferences. The dude's a total goofball. And I think that just kind of lightens everything up. He kind of fits in really well with David Long Jr., you know, guys like that that or the or uh, excuse me Dante Dion who are just like kind of those those goofy have fun guys and I think it kind of keeps everybody loose and having fun and his ability to kind of just keep people in the right spots his communication's great and he's I mean one he's one smart guy and he's getting people lined up properly it's it's really cool to see Eric Weddle come back in after you know miss, he retired <laughs> 2 years ago he retired uh, the 2019 season uh, when he played for the Rams then he left football he was coaching his kids and now he's playing safety for the LA Rams in the Super Bowl number 7 wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr finding his home in Los Angeles and fitting in unbelievably we heard it as the the Rams signed OBJ that you know he's a locker room cancer and you know he's going to come in and destroy this team all this stuff. Well, now we're in the Super Bowl and he's fitting into that perfectly. He fits into this Rams offense well. I think he complements guys like Cooper Cup well. He's a great target for Matthew Stafford and I think that their connection is becoming just stronger as the season goes on. So Brodell Beckham Jr. fitting in so well in Los Angeles, and it's really cool to see. It's cool to see him score in the playoffs the first time in his career. He's scoring playoff touchdowns for uh, for the LA Rams this season. So uh, to have him come in from Cleveland, and I've said it before, I've said it plenty of times about Odell, where in Cleveland he was the superstar. He was the biggest name in Cleveland by a mile. He comes to the Los Angeles Rams, and he's got grown-ups in the building. There's some adults in that locker room. Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Andrew Whitworth, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. These guys are kind of, I feel, keeping them grounded a little bit, and he's not being asked to be that superstar. He just kind of fits in with everybody else who is, I mean, this is one heck of a roster, obviously, but OBJ kind of comes in, and, and he did not do the locker room cancer thing. He's literally on the sidelines yelling, we, not me. You know what I mean? Like, that's all, like the whole thing McVay brought in, and he's out there on the sidelines saying it. Maybe maybe it's because he's mic'd up. Maybe it's not. I have no idea. I don't have the answer to that. I, I don't know the inner workings of OBJ's brain. Number six here is going to be linebacker Von Miller improving what is already some strong leadership on this Rams defense, especially when you look at guys like Aaron Donald, uh, Jordan Fuller, I'll still count even though he is injured right now, and then guys like Jalen Ramsey. So Miller came in, and we've already heard from Aaron Donald that the the leadership that Von Miller was able to bring from the Denver Broncos to the Los Angeles Rams 
and, and being the vocal leader, because Aaron Donald's always been that lead by example kind of guy where, you know, just just do your job, do it well, and then everybody else will see that and kind of follow. That's not necessarily the case, as I'm sure most of you guys know from your own jobs or school or whatever it happens to be. That's not always the case. And Von Miller kind of came in and he set that precedent of, of being a vocal leader. And we saw that in the NFC Championship game. The Rams fell down by 10. And then you see Aaron Donald kind of firing everybody up on the sideline, being that vocal leader. And I think that that was a direct correlation to Von Miller's addition into the Rams defense. Number five, we're going to go with the Rams defense just taking a major leap. This defense played, especially at the beginning of the season, playing really soft. And it just didn't really feel like the LA Rams defense. You know what I mean? Like, First in points and first in yards given up in the 2020 season. And then this season, at the end of the regular season, the Rams were 17th in in yards given up per game. And I mean that's a pretty big drop. You go from the number one to below the the average. And so to see this this defense take that much of a leap in the playoffs, I can't tell you what that catalyst was. I don't know what kicked over that domino. But it is not a complaint. This Rams defense is playing some really, really strong football right now. And I feel like just fits also that the, the matchup here against the Cincinnati Bengals specifically is is a perfect one for this defense. Number four, I'm going to say Stan Kroenke gets to see his team play in the Super Bowl in the stadium that he built. This is Kroenke land over here at, at SoFi Stadium. That place is unbelievable. If you guys haven't been there, first of all, you're missing out. Okay, the place is it's unreal places it's my happy place personally i love it there uh, and i want to live there and someday i'm going to try to figure out how to stay there and hope that security doesn't find me but you got you'll never see me again if that's the case if i just disappear randomly it's because i'm living at sofi somewhere and hiding from security but stan Kroenke was responsible for bringing the rams back to los angeles he built this stadium it took forever at about seven billion dollars and now he gets to watch the la rams play a super bowl in that venue unbelievable Number three here, we're going to go with left tackle Andrew Whitworth. He has a chance to win a ring over his old team. He's been with the Rams now for five years. The Cincinnati Bengals he played with for 11 years. The first tackle in in, in the NFL history to start a game at 40 years old or more. And, I mean, he's killing it, man. He's doing awesome. If you look at his PFF grades, he's one of the best tackles in the NFL still to this day. And now he gets a chance to beat the Bengals, the team that drafted him out of LSU. And he gets a, a chance to play them in the Super Bowl. That's unbelievable. Number two, Aaron Donald. He has a chance to check that final box on his Hall of Fame checklist. We did talk about this one earlier, but Aaron Donald's all he needs. He does. I don't even know if he necessarily needs it, but he, he does. Like, that's the one thing missing on his Hall of Fame checklist. If you go down the Hall of Fame checklist and you, you look at all like defensive player of the year three times, which has only been done by two other people. Uh, and then you just what he's been able to do. It's all pro every single year he's been in the league. And now he's got a chance to get that final checkbox there. Number one, we're going to go with quarterback Matthew Stafford making the Super Bowl in his first year away from the Detroit Lions. There was a lot of question marks entering this season about Matthew Stafford and what he was actually going to be able to do. He played for Detroit forever, and he was always just kind of that average guy. He had 43 career comeback wins, and everybody said it's like, well, he played for Detroit. He was always losing. Yeah, well, he was also winning those games for Detroit, so you got to take that into consideration. But Matthew Stafford coming in, not only did he show us that he's a better quarterback than I think most people thought he was, but he was such an improvement at that position for the Rams specifically and I think a major part of why the Rams are playing in this game. You take that that game against the Bucks. do you think previous quarterbacks that will remain nameless, do you think they make that throw 
Do you think that they go in and play the 49ers and play that way and get to this game? I'm not sure if they do or not. So Matthew Stafford, unbelievable season. One of the best seasons an LA Rams quarterback has ever had, and you love to see it. History of this matchup, all-time. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals do lead the all-time series, 8-6. and six. The most recent game between these two came on October 27th of 2019. That game was actually played in London. It was a 24-10 win for the LA Rams, and that was Cooper Cup's big, big day. That's I mean, still, to this day, like the best game of his career. 220 receiving yards for Cup that day. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, for It was at Wembley Stadium, London. Unbelievable day. It was awesome. A three-game losing streak before that, though, for the LA Rams. So the Bengals had three, three straight wins, and then the Rams have won the most recent one. The first ever game between these two came on October 22nd of 1972. That was a 15-12 win by the LA Rams. We will get into the matchup here in just one second. We'll start here with the Rams on offense versus the Bengals defense. Total yards, Rams are a top 10 unit with 386 uh, a game. The Bengals defense giving up 367. That's 20th in the league. So bottom end there for the Cincinnati Bengals. Definitely below average. These are based on regular season numbers, by the way. The Rams fifth in the NFL in passing the football. Thank you, Stafford. The Bengals defense 26th against the pass. That is a good matchup for the Rams offense. Running the football, the Rams put up 99 yards a game, 25th in the NFL. Bengals defense giving up a little over 102. They are also 5th in the NFL in that regard, so that is their strong suit. DJ Reader there in the middle is definitely a big, big old boy that is going to be tough to block. The Rams putting up barely over 27 points a game. Bengals defense giving up just over 22 a game. That is 17th for the Bengals. Tied for 7th on the Rams side there. So some matchups to watch here. Obviously, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is going to be a big one in this one. And the Bengals secondary, which is, I mean, a decent unit. Uh, not a lot of people, I feel like, know these guys. But you got Chidobe Awuzie. Um, you've got, I've got the names actually in front of me. Because I asked this question because uh, all week I've been asking people, name as many Bengals defenders as you can. And I think the most I got was four. And that was Steezy on the NFC West Roundtable this week. Uh, but we also got Von Bell, who's an awesome player. Jesse Bates, who's a great player as well. Eli Apple is the number one guy who will probably be on Cup most of this game. So that's going to be a good matchup to watch. We'll see what happens, man, because Cooper Cup, he gets separation. He is able to do that really easily. So to, to see Cooper Cup versus Eli Apple, I think is something that as Rams fans are kind of uh, anxious about and excited about because that is a, a good matchup on the Rams side. And also another one to watch here is going to be that interior offensive line of the L.A. Rams. Uh, versus DJ Reader in the middle because Reader is a he's a top five defensive tackle and he is a like I said a big old boy in the middle there so he's going to be tough to block and guys like Brian Allen who are not very large people uh, they could struggle with with Reader there in the middle so as far as the ground game goes we kind of talked about it. the Bengals defense is fifth in the league and the Rams offense was 25th in the league so the Bengals definitely have that matchup and I think that because of the 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 middle of that defensive line for the Bengals and the interior offensive line of the Rams, which really is the weak spot of that unit. I think that if we see a lot of runs here, if we see Cam Akers, if we see Sony Michelle breaking out runs, it's going to be on the outside going around those tackles. So that's what I would expect in this one. But I mean, feel free to give me your thoughts on that as well. If the Rams, you think that they'll be able to get through the middle there, because if you can get past the, the defensive line, 
the linebackers are a favorable matchup, but it's getting past that front for the Bengals, that front four, that is going to be the tough spot. Let's go to the other side of the football here, the Bengals offense versus the Rams defense. The Bengals offense is a top five, or a top 10 unit, excuse me, get, putting up over 385 a game. Rams defense 17th in the NFL in total yards given up. Passing the ball, Bengals offense, Joe Burrow, Joey B., Putting up 259 a game. Rams defense 241 a game. That's 22nd in the league. Running the Rock is 102.5 for the Bengals offense. 23rd. But Joe Mixon, I mean, he's he's one heck of a football player. So he can definitely get more than that. And this team, we've seen them do that in the playoffs especially. They've had a pretty strong ground game. And the Rams defense... In the regular season, 103.2 is what they gave up. In the postseason, though, giving up just 54. So it could be a tough day for Joe Mixon. And will they just be trying to pass the football? I'm not really sure what their their plan will be in this one. But it does feel like no matter what, the Rams do have the matchup there. Put uh, Points putting up on the board. Bengals uh, tied with the Rams. Uh, the Rams offense, 27.1. That is tied for seventh with the L.A. Rams. Rams defense giving up just under 22 a game as tied for 15th. So right in the middle of the road there. The matchup you're going to want to watch here. Obviously, there's a big one here with Joe Burrow facing this Rams pass rush. And that's going to be Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, and Vaughn Miller on the outside putting that pressure on Burrow. But what we've seen from him, not only all season, but in the playoffs as well, is he's able to get around it. He's been able to, to move around by that time, and he keeps his eyes downfield. So that's going to be a huge matchup for the Rams, getting to Joe Burrow, because getting the pressure and just collapsing the pocket is not enough when it comes to Burrow, because he can break out of it. I, I want to say it was that, that game against the Titans, that nine-sack game. I want to say that that was the one that I that I, that I saw the stat on that the time to sack was actually nine seconds, and that could have been the Chiefs game. So I do apologize if I'm if I'm mixing those up. I've seen a lot of football games this year. We're down to one more, so please excuse me there. But you know, Joe Burrow has been able to 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 figure it out. The pocket collapses. That does not mean anything. So you have to get your hands on him. And luckily, when the Rams have a guy like Aaron Donald, you know holding down that pass rush, and Von Miller, who keeps getting better, Leonard Floyd, who's had an awesome season. It, th- this matchup does feel like it could be a possible one, but let's not pretend like people didn't say that the, the Bengals had no shot in Tennessee. They didn't have any shot in Kansas City, and now they're saying, well, I mean, if you watch national media, it's only Bengals, unfortunately, but uh, Joe Burrow can get it done, and just because the Rams have a really strong pass rush doesn't necessarily mean that that's just a lock that, I mean, we may get sacks, but the Titans got nine sacks on Burrow, and they still won that game. The Bengals did. And my other matchup here is going to be that zone coverage of the L.A. Rams versus these speedy wide receivers for the Cincinnati Bengals. That's Jamar Chase, that is T. Higgins, and that is Boyd as well. These guys are quick, they're fast, they're, they're like... They're, I mean, they're all kind of that, like, almost Tavon Austin kind of feel to them, but, like, way better at football. You know what I mean? <laughs> if that makes any sense to you guys. But Ramsey versus Chase is the matchup that we all really want to see. But we've seen this season all year long. We've seen the Bengals struggle the most against zone coverage, and that is exactly what the Rams want to run. So the matchup is here for the L.A. Rams. That Raheem Morris defense, you rush for and sit back in a zone, that is what the Bengals have struggled with, and that's what the Rams want to do. So I like this matchup for the L.A. Rams, especially on that defensive side. I, I feel good about that one. Who knows, obviously, because it's it's the final game. It's the Super Bowl, and pretty much all bets are off. Anything can happen at this point, but it's just one game. You know what I mean? It's not a series like you get in other sports. You know, one game to get it right, and if you match up bad or you come in with a poor game plan, it's all over. But this Rams defense, I, I think that the disguising will be a big one 
for this one. Uh, that Raheem Morris defense, he's been around. He knows what he's doing. And Joe Burrow's only in his second season. So maybe we can confuse him a little bit on the back end. Guys like Jalen Ramsey might be able to bait him a little bit. So we'll kind of have to keep our eyes on that one. But we all want to see Jalen Ramsey versus Jamar Chase. That seems like the matchup to, to, to watch here. Let's take a look at the 3-2-C. We just talked about this one here. We're going to start with the Rams' pass rush. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, they have a chance to absolutely dominate this game. And uh, there was an article that came out today talking about that this Rams' pass rush might be the deciding factor. It might be the reason that the Rams win if they're just able to get to Burrow and just stop the play before it starts. If the quarterback can't get the ball out of his hands, then the play doesn't go. So it's good news if you can get your pass rush to the quarterback and the, the Rams, their front and their pass rush specifically, is designed to do exactly that. Next up, we'll go with Cooper Cup, and kind of Matthew Stafford is involved in that as well. That connection has been amazing all season long. Can anybody on the Bengals, that's Eli Apple, Jadobia Woozy, can any of these guys match up one-on-one with Cooper Cup? I say no. I say that they're not talented enough because Cooper Cup is unbelievable this season, and in the playoffs, he has not slowed down. If anything, he's getting better as the, as the season goes on. He was not available the last time the Rams played a Super Bowl. He had that torn ACL, so he wasn't even there for that one. Uh, and then this one, though, I mean, last week we saw him, we've seen him go over 150, like about that 150 range is what he's averaging in the playoffs. Now, that's unreal. Unreal for a postseason run here. And Cooper Cup, obviously, I mean, we all want to say Cooper Cup for MB, MVP. I did the retweet, I'm sure, like most of you guys did today. Uh, so, you know, Cooper Cup. His, his, he's definitely the Rams MVP. He might not be the NFL MVP. He might just get an Offensive Player of the Year, which I feel pretty good about, uh, which is actually going to be, uh, by the time you guys see this video, uh, that the NFL Honors is actually tonight, which is on Thursday. But at time of recording, it is tomorrow. And then my last one here is going to be Sean McVay. McVay now gets to participate in his second Super Bowl. What did he learn from his last Super Bowl experience? And so much of this game is on is on Sean McVay. A lot of people are saying there's a lot of pressure on Matthew Stafford. I disagree. I think he got to the Super Bowl his first year as a Rams quarterback. I think that's unbelievable. He's at the very, very minimum done exactly what Jared Goff did, which was get to a Super Bowl. So I don't. I think the pressure has kind of fallen off of Stafford a little bit. Aaron Donald has a lot of pressure. Von Miller has a lot of pressure. Odell Beckham Jr. has a lot of pressure. But Sean McVay, I think, has the most. Because Sean McVay, this this offensive genius, this wonder kid who came into the L.A. Rams and got to the Super Bowl against the Patriots a couple years ago, he struggled in that game. And the Rams offense only put up three points. And he did not adjust in that game. It was kind of just a struggle for, for McVay all day. Just didn't seem like the Rams could get anything going. Bill Belichick absolutely just outcoached Sean McVay. Is that going to happen? I mean, who's to say, really? We had to wait till the game unfolds. But Sean McVay, I think what he's done is learned from his his past mistakes. We've seen him do that a few times already, that he's kind of taken some situations that we've seen and kind of been able to, to learn from that and move on and actually become a better coach for it. And I think that that previous Super Bowl experience, we actually saw him talk about it, where he said that he wanted to get all of the work done in that first week because the, the next week, media week, the week that we're in right now, he knew that there was going to be a bunch of distractions, so he kind of took that as a chance of like, okay, just focus. Don't We're not going to go too hard in practice. Just kind of do your thing. Just stay focused. You remember the game plan from the previous week, and it did not work out. Three points, three to 13. It was one of the more boring Super Bowls I've ever watched. You guys can condemn me for those comments if you will, but it was not a riveting game. There was not a whole lot of action in that one. The only Super Bowl, or the only touchdown, excuse me, was Sony Michelle, who's now a Ram, but it was like a one-yard run. 
That's not that's not riveting. You know what I mean? So this one here, it's a, obviously two incredible offenses. Sean McVay and Zach Taylor holding it down. It's going to be a lot of a lot of points in this one, I'm predicting. Well, at least a decent amount of points. You never know with these defenses, because there's some some good players on that side of the football, too. We have some really solid fan quesos for you guys that we're going to get into uh, right after this break. Don't move. Welcome back in, Rams fans. This is Rams Showcase. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. Let's go ahead and hop into our fan quesos. We do have a couple of repeats, so I do apologize if I skip over your queso, but that just means somebody else asked your queso, and so we got that one. This first one's going to come from Richard via Facebook here. Says, uh, just wondering if there is a, a way to listen to a Rams friendly play by play of the Rams games, Super Bowl or, or otherwise, that is available on the internets. Yeah, man. So I'm going to send you to a very specific place because there's a, a really, really good, uh, like it's, he calls them watch parties and that you can participate in. It's Payo Time on YouTube. Uh, I am not a guy that you want to watch, watch a game. It is not good content because a, I'll be honest, I, I know I don't swear here, but when, <laughs> but there's a lot of swearing uh, that happens when I'm watching a Rams game. There's a lot of things that happen uh, when I'm watching a Rams game that I don't think are suitable for the average viewer. So we just don't do that. But payo time, that's P A Y O space T I M E, payo time. Make sure you head over there, subscribe to him, man. He does a watch party for every Rams game, and he is just the the best at it. So that that's where you're going to want to be at for sure, man. If you're looking for a Rams kind of play-by-play kind of reaction thing, that is definitely where to go. Next one here is going to come from Gary, the X Factor. Who do you think it is for the Rams? I real I say this every single week, I think, but I'm going to stick with my my answer of Odell Beckham Jr. I think that this guy is is a game changer. I think that he's absolutely like the way that he's been able to come into the Rams offense and compliment Cooper Cup and get more comfortable with Matthew Stafford and just be part of the offense and not be like the give me the ball, you know, like all the time. Like he's fitting in really really nicely. I think better than I expected. And I was I was stoked about OBJ coming in. Brodell Beckham Jr. I was pumped about it and I think that he is doing he's exceeding my expectations. Not only just like on-field play, because he's obviously an extremely talented player. I don't think anybody would question that. But the way he's fitting in with this roster is unbelievable. So I, I'm going to go with OBJ on that one. Next one here's from Tyler. At what percentage do you see Ramsey on chase? I'm thinking 80+. plus. I don't know if it'll be 80+. plus. I think I'm, I'm going to go with like 70%. We'll get the matchup a lot, but I think that ultimately the Rams will be running a lot more zone than uh, they, than they will be running uh, that, that man-to-man coverage. This next one here going to come from April. How many TDs will Cup get? Oh, probably like 12. Um, <laughs> I think that um, I think that Cup can get into the end zone two times. I think that his his connection with Stafford this season is is something special. I don't know if we'll see it duplicated next year, but he he's he's pretty good at this football game that we're going to be watching. Uh, so I think he can score twice. I mean he's it's. You never know, man. He could take any 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 catch to the house. He could crib any of them. Let's see, this one's going to come from Shannon. Over over under 95 seconds in the national anthem. Somebody asked who's singing. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, Mickey Guyton. I don't know who that is. Never heard that name in my life. That could be a made-up name for all I know. Um, and then I could just be being trolled right now. That actually is very real. There's something that could happen as far as country music, apparently. I uh, I, I don't know. So, 
uh, 95 seconds feels, I don't even know if, is that long for the national anthem? I don't even know. We'll just go over. Yeah, I feel good. Jennifer, what color will the Gatorade be? Oh, you know it's going to be that yellow Gatorade. Usually it's orange, I feel like, but we can't use orange Gatorade when we beat the Bengals. You know what I mean? Like that's, I feel like that's a different level. You know what I mean? We got to use the yellow or the blue Gatorade. I mean, either's fine, but I'm, my, my money's going on the yellow Gatorade for this one. Edwin's got three. Let's see here. Who do you think wins Super Bowl MVP? I really feel good about Stafford, but I feel like that's like a cheap answer. So I'm going to go, you know what? I'm, I'm going to flip it on you guys. Cause obviously I feel like I feel pretty good that Matthew Stafford will be MVP if the Rams win. Uh, but, um, I'm going to go with Aaron Donald because I feel like he's going to just eat that offensive line for breakfast and then it's just going to be awesome. So he's going to be in Burrow's face all day long. That offensive line has, I don't think has an answer for, for Donald. I mean, we'll see. You never know. You never know, but I don't know. It's just, um, Aaron Donald in this one. I think that he's going to have one heck of a day. He wants this one and you can just see it. You can feel it. You can see it. You can hear it. You can touch it. <laughs> he wants this one. Next one here from Edwin. Why do people keep doubting Stafford? Heaps proving everyone wrong, but they still doubt him. You know what, man? I, I know. I know what you're saying. And I agree. Yeah, people keep on being like, well, he's never done this, though. Yeah, well, he's never done that. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Let him doubt, man. Who cares? It's fine. What are they going to, like, what happens? It's not like the more people that doubt him, the worse he plays or anything. Like, so it's fine. Whatever. There's going to be people that doubt. Skip Bayless tweeted today something about Aaron Donald not being that good. Like, I mean, it happens. Whatever. Most opinions, including my own, are irrelevant. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that my opinion is more relevant than yours because I'm sitting here talking into a microphone, into a camera. No. Every opinion is dumb. (laughs) Especially those on Matthew Stafford. The negative ones, at least. The good ones are good. You know, you get it. Next one here from Edwin. Uh, Will you shed a tear when the Rams lift the Lombardi for the first time in L.A.? I will. Um, Dude, I, 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 I don't know. I, the reason that I don't know is because there's going to be adult pops involved, and I just don't know if it'll set in that night if the Rams pull this off. It it hit me on Tuesday of this week that the Rams are even in the Super Bowl. I was making my graphics for this show and putting the Super Bowl logo on stuff and typing out Super Bowl like Super Bowl, LA Rams, Cincinnati, like that's when it was like, holy, like I had to like take a second of like, our boys are back, dude. Our boys are back. And I got like super pumped about it, but it's irrelevant. I was sitting here like by myself. <laughs> just getting like, well, like, wait a second. Hold on. Yeah. LA Rams, dude. Like, oh man, I wish I would have captured that because it was ridiculous. But um, I, there will probably, there, I don't know what my emotions will be. I could say that. If you guys saw my NFC NFC Championship reaction video, I'm sure it'd be pretty similar to that, at least to start. But there is a very real chance that me watching the LA Rams win a Super Bowl for the first time in my adult life. Last time they won, I was eight. So watching that, I, I feel like there's a good chance that I have an outpouring of emotion. We'll say that. Next one here is going to come from Robert. What will happen contractually with Cup? 
Well, what I can tell you is that Cup is under contract until, what is it, 2024, I believe is what it is. So we've got him for a couple years already. And at that point, I think he'll be uh, 31. So I don't think there's necessarily any reason to be concerned about uh, Cooper Cup's contract uh, and his future with the LA Rams. Because it kind of feels like what will happen here is that he'll he'll probably sign an extension after... Like he'll he'll play two more years under his current, and then I think he would sign one after the 2023 season. I, I feel like that would make a lot of sense. So uh, just just to keep him here forever, you know what I mean? Just be like, all right, man. Well, here's this. Here's our offer. It's a 25 year contract. Um, so you know, and no, no, there's a no trade clause. There's no opt outs. Um, you're just here forever. Cool. And I feel like he'd be okay. But you know what? It's just yeah, it's one of those, man. I don't know. It's why we talk about Cooper Cup's contract? He's got three years left, bro. Come on now. <laughs> Look at the Super Bowl coming up, and you're talking about a contract that expires in three years. I'm not talking. I definitely mean no disrespect in that answer. By the way, it's I get the question and stuff. I, we obviously want to keep Cooper Cup for a long time, but he's here for a while, and um, I think at that point, I think that he will he will stick stick around. And who knows what the money will look like? Because who knows what the next three years look like? You know what I mean? So I mean, he could he could get better. He could get. He could kind of have a dip in year like year 2023, something like that. So, I mean, we'll just kind of wait and see. But I, I feel good that the Rams don't want to get rid of him. If that makes, if that answers the question that you were, you know what I mean? You get it. All right, let's head over to the YouTube channel. Uh, Queso's here. This one comes from Rams House. Whose house? All right, this team feels way more composed going into the Super Bowl as opposed to the last one. Players, media, coaches, and coaches agree. <laughs> Your thoughts? I, I, I'm with you there. This this feels like a better Super Bowl. I feel more confident. Myself, I feel more confident going into this Super Bowl than I did last time. And I felt decent going into that one, but I also didn't think that we would put three points up. You know what I mean? Like, if you would have told me entering that game, it's like, hey, that Tom Brady offense, man, you're going to hold him 13 points. I would have been like, yeah, we went in the Super Bowl, you know, and it didn't work out that way. So um, I, I feel good about this one. I like the matchup in this one. Like, the 49ers are a bad matchup for the Rams, and we were able to pull that one off. And just by, like, sheer willpower, the Rams just played and just played hard and just won that game. You know what I mean? But the matchup in this one, I think the Rams have this one. The Rams have this matchup. The Rams' defense matches up well with the Bengals' offense. That's just the way it is. And is it going to be a situation where the Bengals kind of do what the Rams did to the 49ers? Like, uh, that, that could happen. And who knows what Zach Taylor's cooking up over there? Does he know Raheem? I don't know how what their history looks like. They probably should have looked into that a little bit. But either way, it's it's good stuff. Um, I I think that I I feel good about it because of the matchup, though. But you're right. This team, everybody just feels it feels a little bit more serious this time. It, the last time after the NFC Championship game beating the Saints, it was kind of like it kind of felt like we did it. We did it. And at this one, we won the NFC Championship game in dramatic fashion, beating a team that beat us six straight times, our biggest division rival. Uh, and then we finished that game, and it was like, okay, we did it, we did it, we did it, but there's one more. There's one more. That's kind of the whole mindset that this team has had, and I love that. So I, I feel good about that. This next one here comes from Luis. Uh, I think we have the advantage on this on this game. Top defensive line, secondary it's getting improved, uh, top offensive line, top receivers, top quarterback, and top head coach. 
I'm with you, man. I think, I mean, that's not a question, but I will 100% agree. <laughs> I know that much. I do agree with your comment um, because this this team is, is is a good football team. This, this Rams team is incredible. And, and look at the NFC landscape. You got the Green Bay Packers who have a bunch of question marks going into the offseason right now. We'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Brady retiring from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, that might be it. I mean, it, is, it feels like the Rams are really the class of the NFC for the next couple of years at least. So, and that's good stuff. And this team is very, very good right now. And that's, I mean, it's fun, dude. Next one here comes from AJ. What are your bold predictions for this game? I got AD at MVP, a strip sack in his first TD. If he does score, what will his celebration look like? Like a dance, a wave, backflip? Yeah. <laughs> Um, if he scores, I would love to see the Warren Sapp, the little, uh, <laughs> does anybody even know what that is? Like, I'm sure there's at least a half of you guys that understand my Warren Sapp dance where he like kind of held the ball and just kind of like hopped around cause he didn't know what the heck to do. He'd never scored before. He's like, I don't know what to do. I think AD though, I think it would be a lot of like the, like just, you know, and then everybody else losing their mind, but I want to see it on a run. I want to see like the Rams. It's like second and goal. Checking in, <laughs> number 99, Aaron Donald, punching it in. Because who's going to tackle him, honestly? Name one human who could tackle Aaron Donald. <laughs> and especially if, if he's on, like, if he's on, if he's Aaron Donald, if, if Aaron's Donalding out there, then it's over. It's good stuff. But I, I would say he's probably just going to, he's probably just going to do a lot of the, the, the let's goes and stuff like that. Next one here is from Tyler. A lot of talk about the Rams' D versus the Bengals' offense, but can you give a bit of a breakdown of our offense versus their defense? feel like there is zero talk about the reverse here. Yeah, so uh, our offense versus their defense, I like this matchup as well. Their best cornerback is Eli Apple, who was a bust for the Giants. Essentially a bust. And Chidobia Wuzier out of Colorado, he played for... Ooh, who was that? Dallas, I think. And then now he's he's with uh, with Cincy. But I mean, I like their safeties. I like Bates. I, he's a he's an awesome safety. But ultimately, I think that we like our weapons are too much for them. And I think that that's why that this isn't a conversation, is because the Rams' offense is just like star studded. And then you look at the the Bengals' defense right now, off the top of your head. I'll give you a second. Name all of the Bengals' defenders you can. Go. And that's all the time you needed because nobody can name any of these guys. Which is not to say that they're bad. They're playing as a unit. You know what I mean? Like, they're a very good football team. You don't get to the Super Bowl on accident. You don't, like, stumble and then, like, wake up like, oh, crap, we're in the Super Bowl. This is amazing. That doesn't happen. Like, it takes hard work to get here. And everybody wants to do it. Every single team starts their season with get to the Super Bowl. Get to the Super Bowl. I don't even care. The Jets, this, like, week one, we're like, Super Bowl. It happens, man. So you don't get here on accident, and they're a very good team. But I think that that's why, is because our weapons, I like Cooper Cup, OBJ, if if Higby can play, you know what I mean, like Van Jefferson, like we just outmatch them on that front. But that's not to say that that's just, that just means we're just going to put up, you know, 50 on them. That's not what I'm saying. But I think that that's why. It's the, it's the, the, the star power. Next one here is from Payo. Payo, Paybro. Uh, who has been your favorite... S- who has been your favorite Super Bowl week interview? Mine was Stafford. Stafford gives overall pretty generic answers to most things. Uh, so he's not the best presser guy. Um, I've really liked McVeigh's, honestly. I think the I think that you can tell that he's focused and he is he is in it. You know what I mean? So I, I 
they're long and it's i'm getting through them i've still got like i'm still catching up on them because they're so long and so ridiculous and that's the one the one gripe that i have on super bowl week is all these noobs who come in on the press conferences and ask these lame questions you know what i mean like it's like ah gosh like I mean, people who have been covering the team all year, it's like, I, I feel I could just ask better questions. But, I mean, hey, I, it's the Super Bowl. It, it's what happens. You got you to gotta take that. I mean, I would rather have lame questions in a press conference than be watching other teams play in this game. So, I'll take it. Uh, but I would say McVay. Next one here from AJ. Who scores the first Rams touchdown? And on what type of play? I'm thinking OBJ on a corner fade. Jump ball from six yards out. That is extremely specific. I appreciate that. Uh, what I'm going to go ahead and say is I'm going to say that the Rams get into the red zone and Cam Akers busts one out from 18 out. So he's going to get, uh, I'm going to, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this one too. I think he's going to go to the left side. It's going to be like a, a little bit of an inside runners, but, but he's going to cut out because Witt's going to get somebody inside and he's going to have that window outside to go out. And then he's going to make a sick move on a safety and get into the end zone there. And it'll be, we'll probably see a good block from cup about five yard line. Bank it. All right, next one here is going to come from John. Do you think Eric Weddle continues to play most of the time with Taylor Rapp now available? Man, I hope so. I don't want to see Taylor Rapp shaking off cobwebs in a Super Bowl. And I already don't think that he's the, the, the most amazing safety in, in the universe. I don't want to sit here and bash him. I don't want to sit here and bash him. But I think that we should just stick with what's been working throughout the playoffs, which is Nick Scott and Eric Weddle. This is Weddle's last game. Just, just let, just, just let, just let it happen. You made me use high boys. Nick Scott as well. He's just playing awesome, man. So I, I, I would hope that Taylor Rapp is not necessarily just thrown back in. I would hate that, honestly. Like, and nothing against Taylor Rapp, but he's, he hasn't played since week seventeen. You know what I mean? Like, it's. How about we just go with what's working? For one more game. That's all we need. One more game. You know what I mean? Next one here is going to come from Rams House. Who is the most underrated Rams player for? Every year from 2000, I'm not going to answer that right now. <laughs> I can, uh, list every year's most underrated Rams player. I, I am not going to do that right now. Um, I am going to screenshot this. I will answer this next week uh, for you, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, you, you get it. I'm not going to do that one right now. <laughs> I do love the question, though. Got to give the credit to the question. The question is sick. But it feels a little off-season-y. We will get to that next week when we start the off-season. Let's see here. Uh, and we are, by the way, we are not taking Super Bowl week off. Uh, typically, that's been the case. Uh, we've done uh, Super Bowl week the week after we, we take off. But that's usually when the Rams are not in it because we don't have anything to talk about. So uh, the Rams are in it, so we will get into our final game badge. We'll go over the season game badges. We'll, give, we'll tell you who got the most throughout the year, stuff like that. It'll be good, uh, good stuff. Let's see here. This one comes from John. Do you think Daryl Henderson has more than five carries? I do not. I think that he might get two. I think this is the Cam Akers and Sony Michelle show. Payo time. Have you seen any good memes about the Super Bowl? I did. Um, I've seen one that I thought was very funny. Uh, it did make me laugh. Um, I, I felt guilty for laughing, but it still made me laugh. It was on Cooper Cup. I'm not going to tell you guys what it was because I, I, I'm just not. So I'm sure you guys have seen it, though. It was a very popular meme, and it made me laugh. Next one here from John. Should the Rams use Aaron Donald on offense as a blocker or, or a ball carrier? Man, I'm just, I'm just going to throw that out there. This queso is provided courtesy of uh, my brilliant son, Michael. Dude, Michael, thank you for hopping in here, man. I love that. Who may have a future as an offensive play calling strategist or maybe a high paid consultant. Dude, I love that. First of all, John, 
I think it's so cool that like that that you and your son are first of all Rams fans. That's that's awesome. But if you and your son Michael are watching this right now, a I love that. My dad's a Chargers fan, so I never really got to like do that. <laughs> and I definitely don't have any kids. I'm 30 now. I have no kids, so I don't know if that'll be a thing. I, I that's not a conversation for this show, but. That is super cool, man. I love to hear it. Uh, but Michael, uh, I, I do wa- really, really want to see Aaron Donald on offense in this game. I would like to see him as a ball carrier, though. I want to see him get the rock, man. I want to see him at running back just doing, just bowling people over. Because who's going to tackle Aaron Donald? That guy's insane. As a blocker, too? I don't hate that, either. Could you imagine the hole that Aaron Donald would clear for somebody like Cam Akers? It'd be huge. It'd be huge. It'd be awesome, man. That's super cool. But as far as uh, your future, Michael, I am rooting for it. Dude, go do stuff. That's what, that's my advice. Uh, you didn't ask for advice, but I'm giving it to you anyway. This is unsolicited advice, Michael. Go do stuff. Just go do it. Just go do it. I've done this show for six years, and it is now paying off in day jobs. <laughs> I started this on March, March 15th of 2016. I just started talking about the Rams, and now... I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but now I literally am going to start on air for a radio station. So like, go do, don't go do the thing. If you get excited about something, you have a passion about it, chase it. What is the worst that could happen? You just go get a job later, whatever. As the great fuzz, the original bassist of the band disturbed said too many people have a dream, but they stay at their job. Well, quit your job and go do your dream. You only get one life. You only get one dream. You might as well try to go make it happen. You might as well try. Unsolicited advice from Sheriff Joe Biggs. <laughs> anyway, next one here from AJ. How many sacks do we get? Confident? How, uh, how confident are you that we shut down Burrow? I see our D-line and edge rushers bringing more pressures than the Bengals can handle. I absolutely agree. I think that the Rams will put up over five for sure. I think that this could be a double-digit day. I really do. I feel good about it, actually. I feel like we'll get after Burrow. Um, uh, how confident am I that we shut down Burrow? I mean, that guy is good at football. I know that much, but we have a great defense and I don't know that he's played some good defenses, man, but I don't know. This Rams defense is different, especially in this playoff run. It's hard to say, but CRD line and edge rusher is bringing you more pressures than the Bengals can handle. I just agree with that, man. Like that's, I think Burrow is going to get beat up. It's the way it is. Let's see here. What's blank favorite beverage Super Bowl edition? Sean McVay's favorite beverage, Les Snead's favorite beverage, Ricky Moore's favorite beverage, Eric Weddle's favorite beverage. Oh, read more. Click that. Uh, your favorite beverage. Okay, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, Sean McVay's is hard. I feel like he just drinks water. I don't know. That doesn't. That's not funny or clever, but I think it's true. <laughs> I feel like Les Snead likes like uh like Coke Zero or something. Uh, Ricky Morris. What is the most boring beverage? Um, that's not. <laughs> I'm gonna skip Raheem Morris because I'm just gonna be mean. I and I'm not trying to be. I, I'm. If Raheem Morris is our guy, I hope he's awesome. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of how I feel about it. I have no. I have no disre- like no disrespect intended for for Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris is actually like a really cool dude. I just think his defense is a little soft. The way that he calls his plays is just a little bit soft, softer than I want to see. You know, you know, Eric Weddle's favorite beverage. Um, dude, probably like a milkshake or something. Cause like he does his victory ice cream, you know, where he just gets like all the crappiest, like he just throws in ice cream with like sprinkles and chocolate syrup and all that's like, that's like what he does every time he wins. <laughs> so <laughs> he's even got his own bowl. That's like for that. So 
Yeah. Uh, and then my favorite beverage, I am one heck of a fan of Fat Tire Beer. That is uh, my, my beer of choice. Um, I also, I drink four things, essentially. Um, I start with coffee, black, just black coffee. Not exciting, not riveting, anything like that. I'm, I'm here for the job that it does, not the flavor. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like it and stuff, but that's like, I, I'm not here to put in all the fancy stuff because I just need the coffee to do its job. Wake up in the morning, clock in coffee. It's your time. It's your time to shine. Get this brain going. And then all day long, I'm just on water. And usually it's beer at the end of that. If if I am having beer if or if it just, or it just stays water. But on a special occasion, if I'm feeling fancy, if I'm feeling classy out here, uh, my my ultimate beverage of choice as far as like a, like a good spirit goes, I'm a big fan of Glenn Levitt. The, the Glenn Levitt, the scotch, man. I, I love scotch. It's good stuff. Uh, I love it. I, I could do Ron Burgundy right now, but I won't. Um, I love Glenn Levitt though. That is my number one choice of scotch. I think it's delicious. I think it's perfect. It's wonderful. I've got my little scotch glasses that are all fancy and stuff like that. Neat. Don't, don't you taint my scotch. Okay. Don't you taint my scotch with ice. Just give it to me neat. Love it. It's good stuff. Thank you guys so much for the fan cases. We definitely went over on the show today, but it is Super Bowl preview week. I don't even care, guys. I don't even care if we went four hours in this one. I don't care at all because it is Super Bowl week, and this is amazing. We are here. We are in the Super Bowl. The L.A. Rams have made it, playing the Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl 56, SoFi Stadium, NBC 330. Oh, God, I'm freaking pumped, guys. I've been on fire this week. And every single time anybody walks past my desk, they see my little mini helmet sitting there. And they're like, hey, you getting excited? What the hell do you think, man? What do you think, man? Like, come on, obviously. I'm losing my mind over here. It's like, I was doing fine. I was focused in on my job. But now you got me thinking about Stafford throwing bombs to cup and stuff. So now I can't focus. Now I got to do a lap and talk to everybody. My boss doesn't like that. Yeah, this has been a hard week, guys. (laughs) And I'm starting my second job now. It's like, uh... Uh, this has been, it's almost good because now I got to stay busy. You know what I mean? Like, because I got to focus in, but it's good stuff. Thank you guys so much for your fan case. Loss. Genuinely appreciate you guys. We have Super Bowl 56, our Los Angeles Rams taking on the Cincinnati Bengals in this one. Cannot wait. We will see history made in this game. No matter what happens, if the LA Rams win their first Super Bowl in Los Angeles, history is made. If the Cincinnati Bengals win their first ever Super Bowl, history is made made this is what we live for we watch this for this we started this this season uh the the season of ram showcase we started on uh, probably actually probably a year ago now uh we started a year ago and now we're here we went through the off season we went through the free agency we talked about the rams trading for matthew stafford we went through that whole process we went through the draft of watching everybody else take picks because draft picks are for suckers and then we Went through the, the the training camp where we lose Cam Akers and we're super sad about it. Then we go to the preseason. I go out to L.A. for the first one, Rams-Chargers. It was unbelievable seeing SoFi Stadium for the first time with fans in it. Unreal, uh, unreal experience. Then we And then I go to Denver for the preseason, which is awesome as well. But then we get into the regular season. The Rams come out firing against the Chicago Bears. We, we're not going to get all the way <laughs> game by game here, but the Rams come out firing against the Chicago Bears. Matthew Stafford's first touchdown. For as an L.A. Ram came on his very first throw, a deep bomb to Van Jefferson, and just right there felt like something magical was about to happen, and it did. The Rams went through the season, had a little bit of a rough stretch in November, but since December have been on fire, have only lost one game since the beginning of December, 
We are in February now where this is where the champions play. You only play in February if you are an absolute madman and it's awesome stuff. We are here. We are represented in the Super Bowl. I am so pumped to have been here for what will now almost be six years coming up on Ram Showcase. Next month is our six-year anniversary here at Ram Showcase. Can't believe it. Uh, you guys have been my favorite humans in the entire universe. Thank you guys so much for this. Absolutely, uh, all of the thank you to to everybody who watches me every single week, and people who have watched me or listened to me from the beginning. It's un unbelievable. Now this is my second Super Bowl preview show that I've been able to do. Unreal. I'm losing my mind. I it's 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 unbelievable. And if you guys happen to be in Colorado Springs, check out Loving Living Local on uh, Fox 21. Special thank you again to Nava and Kenny for coming in. And actually, if you guys are in Colorado Springs, uh, a little clip from this episode of Ram Showcase will appear on Loving Living Local on Friday. At least that's what I'm told. <laughs> and uh, Nava will be wearing another one of my jerseys. I think I'm going to give him the Dickerson jersey to wear on TV that day as well. So if you guys are out here, make sure you guys tune in on Fox 21. That'll be some good stuff. But... Guys, thank you guys so much. I appreciate the heck out of you guys. I love this one so much. Guys, this has been an absolute blast. This is the last one of this season because it is the Super Bowl preview show, Rams-Bengals. I can't say it enough. Super Bowl 56 is here. Pumped. <laughs> Absolutely pumped. Let's go. All right. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. We try to keep it pretty simple for you guys there. And we will continue Ram Showcase all year long. It is a year long show. We will continue through the offseason. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back next week. The week after that, the week after that, the week after that, the week after that. We just keep going. We just keep on going. All right, the cycle continues. And we will be bringing back live shows sooner rather than later. We'll uh, give too many details on that right now, but looking forward to it. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. Uh, appreciate the heck out of you guys. You guys have no idea how much I appreciate you guys, genuinely. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio and the Fan Side of Network. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, Alan's Awesome Prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Super Bowl. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.